0: Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to an episode 40 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic and common sense pursuit of health and wellness. What is going on, my friends. February 1, 2017. If you can believe it or not, the month of January is gone. Time is moving right along with you or without you. <laughs> um, so I'm probably not sounding my best right now, and um I, I there's just another side to this thing that I just think is so important to share, right? So we, we we talk about all of the glorious sides. We talk about, you know, how improving your health and changing your eating has you feeling so good and vibrant and looking good and vibrant. And all those things are true. They really are. I can attest to it. I've not only seen it with others, I've experienced it myself. However, there's another side that doesn't look or feel as pretty as (laughs) we would like it to. And I just think it's important to show that side so that we can kind of kill some of these theories or stories about what should or should not be happening as you are going through this process of improving your health. You know, I, I tweeted something yesterday and it and it says something to the effect of, you know, as a healer, before you run off around the world trying to heal and save everyone else, make sure you are your first patient. And I'm not even really attempting to heal or save anyone else if I'm just being honest. Um, that may happen as a byproduct of what I'm doing or as a result of what I'm doing, but you know, first and foremost. I am my greatest assignment, and I am my first patient. And part of the passion that I have for and about health and healing is directly tied to my own experience. You know, beforehand, thinking I was doing what I was told and what was considered the right thing, but not getting the results. Then beginning to explore getting to know myself better, beginning to listen to myself, becoming more in tune, and then beginning the process of healing, you know, that's when the light bulb has come off. But I don't want there to be any mistake or assumption made that, you know, I am still in this process, just like many other people. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you what I believe that my body is back mm, in the condition that it should be, 100%. I'll be the first to let you know, but I can tell you, as of right now, that is not quite the case yet. I've gotten so far. I've done a lot of work, but, you know, the journey goes on. And so, you know, as of right now, you know, each what I do in my process, it's like pulling back the layers of an onion. You know, <laughs> people hit me up who are 30 plus years old, even 20 plus, doesn't matter. And some older than that, I can look at, you know, my mother and aunts and so on. You're talking 50 plus. And you really think that you're going to take one detox, Whatever that is, that could be you juicing for three days. That could be you actually eating only fruits and vegetables. Cook damn raw. Doesn't have to necessarily be raw. You could do that for, hell, oh, 30 days. Or you could do some type of herbal cleanse where you are eating clean for a certain amount of days and you take a herbs to assist you. You can do all of that, and that is awesome. And I think you should do that. But To believe that you're going to do that one time and that all the damage that you've done to your body is going to dissipate. Uh, I'm not saying it's not possible because I believe that anything is possible. I really do. But that's very, very highly unlikely. Why I have such appreciation for my body and life right now is because. The deeper that I go, I understand how much damage that I did. And I'm blown away that my body still had my back, that my body was still working, that that I, that I didn't take myself out. Because to look at what I've been doing to the average person, you would think, well, damn, well, how much more do you need to do? But I'm. I feel like I'm barely scraping the surface, especially when you start talking about cleansing at the cellular level, right? So we we hitting the blood, which is good. We're hitting the main organs, right? We're trying to flush our colon. We're trying to flush our liver and our kidneys, and all those are wonderful. But I'm talking about the cleansing down deep, where the body. This is what makes the body so cool to me. It actually will take these toxins and tuck them away. Right? We got to get it out of the way and move it over here. Get it over here in these little fat cells. Right? <laughs> Think about that, that cellulite we like to talk about. That—that That is waste. It's toxic waste. That's what cellulite is. But the body will take these toxins and tuck them away. So that it doesn't kill you. It's just so amazing to me. So that's what I've been doing, right? I am, when I started, so I'm trying to see where I should start here. My process, my, my light bulb, when I knew something was not right with my body, it was three things. Because I knew nutritionally, even I wasn't as deep as I am now into it, but I knew that what I what, what was being reflected on the outside of my body was reflection was what was going on in the inside. I knew that much. So when I started to get cavities, my hair started thinning, and I had acne that I could not get rid of. I mean, my face. I just didn't understand it. No matter what I did, no matter what I cut out, I cut out a dairy. I started eating sweets, chocolate. Of course, I had long stop soda, but it didn't matter. I was trying to drink a whole ton of freaking water. It didn't matter. And those things let me know nutritionally well, I'm forgetting the biggest thing. (laughs) But those, I'm just naming those things that are physical things that I could see on my body that let me know that I am not getting the nutrients that I need now. Keep in mind during this time, I was taking a whole truckload of supplements. I ain't lying. I'm talking probably 15 different supplements a day, and some of them several times a day now. You know, you have your calcium, you may take that three times a day. I mean, you know, magnesium, you have it was, I don't even know all of it to be, I don't remember. But that just shows you that. Until you get to the core, the cause of why you are having nutrient deficiencies, why you're having malabsorption, because if you're eating, think about this now: how can you be eating so much? How can you be eating three times a day and you're still malnutrition? That's something else going on. Then you get supplements on top of that. That's 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 something going on, and the trigger for me was my di my digestive system it shut down I mean I was getting so severely bloated like depending on what I would eat when it got down to when my system kind of like just clocked out I would eat I remember distinctly I had pizza that night and my stomach swelled so huge I mean I don't, I don't even know. It's like an extreme ca- case of bloating. It looked like I was about four four months pregnant, maybe. I mean, and it was sh- poked out. Like it was, you know, sometimes when you, you've eaten something, you can kind of suck your stomach in. No, it was no sucking. Like even when I tried to suck it in, it, it was just bloated. I was like, God, what in the world? And the next day, everything that I ate, I was nauseated after I finished eating it. And I was like, oh crap, this is not good. And so I um, you know, my husband was worried. I I was cool because I just knew I knew I I, I needed to do something different. Now, leading up to this, I was on this so stupid, dumb, dumb fitness regimen, right? Well, you know, we are building muscle, this stupid protein nonsense. So I was eating, man, I was eating so much meat. I'm gonna just give you a typical day. I'll wake up in the morning. I'll have about four eggs and probably three pieces of bacon. And then two hours after that, I'm having, could be an apple or some type of like granola protein bar then two hours after that I'm eating another high protein lunch. You're talking, you know, maybe chicken and broccoli or something. And two hours after that, you know, it could even be freaking tuna again. Not I mean when I say again, I mean it's not even really a snack, but you're sticking in more meat and more protein again. And of course, dinner time, you're eating another, you know, serving of rice, chicken, or whatever. Like Makes me nauseated thinking about it. Ugh. Like, and I was doing this on this whole f- crazy phase of, you know, and I and I was in a gym and I I was making progress in a gym, weight wise, you know, strength wise. Oh, I, I was moving up. I was lifting very heavy, um, which I had been doing for quite a few years anyway, previously, but and <laughs> my body's like, no, and it finally shut down. And when I got, I mean, I went through a period of trying to, I couldn't get in to see a, well, I already knew I wasn't going to go to a regular doctor. I knew under no circumstance I would go to a regular doctor. I would go and see a holistic doctor. And the lady that I wanted to go see, man, she was so booked. I couldn't get in for, I think, like another two months. So, um... I stopped eating everything just because it was making me nauseous and it was like my body went through this like complete healing crisis well, it was almost like I had a deadly case of the flu I, I literally couldn't move to move eight and I remember that day I didn't do anything I laid on the couch you know and my husband was really concerned and I knew he was genuinely concerned so I obliged I said okay I'll go to the doctor and I went to the regular doctor and um that crazy doctor, he didn't know. I was giving him suggestions. Like, well, I'm thinking, I maybe, you know, celiac, maybe, you know, gluten. I'm thinking, and he was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's probably maybe what it is. His ass didn't know, so he ran all the tests, and all the tests came back fine. <laughs> Which is typical. It's typical. You can have these ailment ailments going on. You go to the regular doctor, and all your quote unquote numbers look fine. So, he was like, I'm going to refer you to a gastrointestinal specialist. And I already knew. He gave me information. I knew I wasn't going. I'm oh, like, okay, thank you. So, I knew I was going to have to kick in the gear. I was like, okay, you're going to have to figure this out on your own. All right. And so, um, I did. And I was finally, I mean, I really had to, I really navigated this on my own for about four months. Because I needed to reschedule an appointment with... The holistic doctor that I did finally make, of course, that pushed it back like another month or so. So I really didn't get in to see her until probably about four months after all this has, has started. So I was kind of navigating this on my own. And I was looking online and kind of researching and looking up. I think it was um the symptoms that I had were really closely aligned to, um what is it called? Uh, SBI? Small intestinal... Bacteria overgrowth, like leaky gut. That's what my symptoms were. Leaky gut syndrome, and or um, you just have severe bloating. You it's pretty much where you your gut is so destroyed that it's actually leaking um, the waste of or and toxins out of your gut, out of your intestines, back into your bloodstream. And so I just started following the regimens and some of the recommendations of how to eat. I cut out all the starch and sugar and and wheat. And I did get some relief now. I did. Um, But, of course, that was temporary. I forgot to mention I was having crazy night sweats. Like, I would wake up and I'd be, like, soaking wet. Like, what is going on? A lot of that, was to me, was pointing to parasites. So I'm like, hmm. Okay, this is something else I got to deal with. So I eventually got to the holistic doctor, and she she did help get me started. She did. She, I don't think, could get me so far based on, you know, her way of doing things. But I'll still give credit where credit is due. You know, she did the muscle testing, the energy testing, and we kind of confirmed the gut was out of whack. You know, parasites, heavy metals, what else? Um, it was several things. i have to pull the documents to see exactly everything that she had outlined. But she started me on that protocol. So she started me on um, parasite flushing, herbs. I think I had some enzymes I was taking and some probiotics and some other things. And that was cool. The one thing that I found strange were two things that decided, that let me know after I had stayed with her a couple months, and and I did see improvements. Oh, and she had some homeop- homeopathic um, solutions that she'd given me as well that were helpful. But it was two things that stood out to me. It was One, when I asked her about specific things to eat, it was kind of, you know... Uh, you can kind of eat whatever, and I'm like, hmm, that doesn't that that doesn't vibe. Just a little that I know that I know food matters. So, outside of what the muscle testing kind of pointed to, which was of course, I think it had up there chocolate and dairy and wheat. Outside of that, I I could pretty much eat whatever I wanted, even meat. But the second thing that stood out was when I asked her about doing a detox. You know, she was kind of like, well, you know, you can, doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to or oh, it's not needed. And I'm like, well, who would say that? Who would say that a detox is not needed? That's weird. So anyway, fast forward. After, you know, we, I went through a few months with her. I just kicked into gear with myself. and. December 2014 is when I cut meat. I became a vegan, cut all meat and dairy. And I just got serious about cleansing and detoxing. And the point that I'm making and saying all of this drawn out explanational story is that <sighs> it's layers to this thing. And I went from, if I go all the way back to 2009, the first thing that I did was I cleaned up the processed food that I was eating. I was trying to eat better fast food, right? So I was more conscious. I would turn the box around. Hey, I don't want high fructose corn syrup. Hey, I don't want refined this or enriched that. And then that moved On to, and probably this was actually previous to actually cleaning up the processed food. I eliminated beef and pork, and then from there, it was more about trying to eat more whole foods and less processed foods. Then from there, it was about you know more organic and more natural products, all natural products, and then from there. It was, where do we go from there? We took the meat out completely. But it was still some, you know, vegan processed food that was still up in the mix. But then from there, it was less junky. And when I say junky, some of it wasn't even processed, but it would be a lot of fried. Like when I first became a vegan, I don't even know what this crap was. was very high starch type food i would make some it was like a it wasn't even a tortilla it was kind of like a uh, uh, a wrap so to speak or think about cornbread kind of like a flatbread that i would make that was made of you know usually some type of brown rice or white flour white um, rice flour and i would fry that and you know have that with probably some green beans with a whole bunch of olive oil because you're making that transition from the butter. So it's a it's a huge jump to go from simply having your vegetables covered in some type of butter to just nothing. So that that transition happened. <clears throat> and then from there it was you know more fresh things, more fresh salads and tomatoes and cucumbers, and 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 we can fast forward all the way. I'm not I, this is getting drawn out, but fast forward all the way to today to where I'm now mostly fruit, and I yes I've heard I've read. I followed those who have lived this fruitarian lifestyle, so to speak. But, man, straight up, the results are undeniable. Like the healing power. There's a difference between the fruits and the vegetables. It's just a difference. And does it mean the vegetables are bad? No. But when you're talking about deep cleansing, there is something about one fruit, and then there's something about mono-eating. Eating just one thing at a time without mixing all these crazy things together. And I've been kind of focusing on deep cleansing. I have used herbs from um, healthyself360.com from Mama Kimmy. I still use a lot of the herbs from Tahuti, dot herbs.com from the good brother Tahuti, And now... I have, you know, I'm using, I'm on a lot of the protocols from Dr. Robert Morse. And this past weekend, I was doing this limp cleanse. Really focused on the limp, my kidneys, my liver, and endocrine um, system. And my goodness, oh. It would put me on my back, straight up, like literally. And <clears throat> for someone who has been cleansing for two years, it's like, well, how much more cleansing do you got to do? That's the question I always get asked. How much more cleansing do you got to do for real? And that's really an open-ended question because it differs. Every person is different. I know when I look at my previous habits. What's crazy is now when I look back on my childhood, I had signs that my body was out of whack early on. I had pneumonia was out when I was I want to say maybe fifth or sixth. Eh, it couldn't have been sixth grade because it wasn't middle school. It was elementary school. What is what is what is pneumonia? Mm. All of that fluid mucus in your lungs. That's a telltale sign right there. My body was out of whack. I suffered from anemia. That lets you know right there. You talk about iron deficiency. That was a red flag. Uh, Let's see. Oh, so many other signs. I remember when I met with the holistic doctor, she was like, well, how long have you been experiencing bloating And I told her, I said, you know what? I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal for after you eat, for you to just blow up like that. You know the joke. After you eat, you got to loosen your pants or whatever. I really thought this was normal. And I told her, I don't know for as long as I can remember. I've always, you know, experienced, you know, a level of bloating. I mean, now it's gotten extreme, but I didn't know. Didn't know this stuff wasn't normal, and so the point in me saying all of this is that this is a process. This is a process. You have no idea what you have done. I'm thankful that you know I I did early on. You know, late teenage year, yeah, probably. 17, 18, 19, up until probably I had my daughter when I was 20. I kind of cut all that out. But I, I mean, I smoked weed. I did. I drank alcohol. Like All of this is toxic to the body. I did take over-the-counter drugs. I did take prescription drugs. Toxic to the body. What do you think happens to that stuff? If you don't clean it out, Right? And your body is not in a condition to flush that stuff out in a timely manner. What do you think happens to it? It has to be stored somewhere. So when you begin a process of detoxing, this stuff is, you're unearthing it. Not only all of the things that you have taken drug wise or alcohol wise or food-wise, I mean you you can unearth emotions. Many people go through this process and don't understand it was like I just been emotional. It could be anger, could be sadness, you know, frustration or whatever. So the point is you have to one get started and two do one step at a time. I will talk about different things and I'll joke about people who, you know, still, you know, claim one kind of lifestyle and still doing whatever. But this is what you have to learn in regard to mastering the art of ignoring. All right. You take what applies to you, knowing where you are and what you're doing and the rest you throw out. All right. Like there are some people I I follow a lot of people from, you know, those still pretty much eating a standard American diet to the extremists, to those just over the top with everything. And, you know, I may reference water fasting. I can reference dry fasting. But if you know you can't even get through breakfast without that that window of what we call breakfast from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., you can't even get through that without feeling like you're about to die and obviously, that's not for you. It's, it's different levels to this. Just do what works for you and apply that to you and where you are. You can't get caught up in what everybody else is doing. Like, I know my body well. I'm 100% confident in detoxing myself. I know when I need to pull back. Like, like this go around, oh, it was deep. because. I mean, I felt felt like I have what people call the flu, and people don't even realize that the flu is just a healing crisis. That's your body helping you. That's your body saying, we're, woo, we've hit this level. We need to clean. Let's flush. Let's get some heat getting activated. Let's get some fever going. Let's burn up some of these toxins. Let's get some, some of this mucus out. It's a healing crisis. It's beneficial to you. But what do we do when we get a flu? We run to the doctor. And instead of allowing our body to do what it does, we go and put more chemicals on top of it. We're going to take in more antibodies. Man, we're going to learn maybe, I don't know, I'm thinking in the next 10 years, maybe 20, I don't know, the effects of all of these daggone antibodies we've been taking. More and more of it. Don't you find it strange? No matter what you have, that's what you. Hey, g- girl, go get your antibiotic. Go go to the doctor and get that. And now, now and maybe it's been happening previously. It has been happening previously because I remember when I was when I was not informed and my daughter was small, and she used, she was having these recurrent ear infections. The antibiotics antibiotics that they were giving her weren't working. So they would just change it, give a stronger dosage, a different kind. Like just, ah, uh, you know, now you look back on it like, ah, uh, makes no sense. You're making a body worse. Like let the mucus come out. Now, yes, you do want things to help you sometimes, especially if you are coughing a lot. You know, you do need some relief even though that coffin is trying to get that mucus up out of them lungs, but you don't want something suppressing the symptoms, making you feel as though, oh, I've gotten better when you never address the cause. The cause is still there. It's coming back. It's just slowly eating at you. So you have to, to be very cautious and kind with yourself when you're going through this detox process, knowing that, you got to look at all the organs. You have no idea how much damage that you've done to your to your livers. You have no idea how much toxins have been stored in different cells that you doing a cleanse is going to stir this stuff up. So that's the moral of the story. I don't even know what the topic is of this, this is. <laughs> I guess how many you know how long does one detox? How long is a process? And even once I finally get to where I know and believe that I've gotten myself back in balance, I'll still never stop detox. And I still live in this world. I still breathe the air that I have for uh, mm, the most part, no control, little control over, you know, I'm wearing things that I put on my body. I don't make. There's chemicals and things in that. The beautiful part about it is once you're back in balance, your body's able to do its job a lot better. You don't make it harder on your body by taking in things and taking in toxins and and, and eating things that slows the process of elimination up. But it does help your body easily get rid of the things that it doesn't need. But even once I get to that point, it's ongoing. What point do you get to with your car that you no longer have an oil change? Oh, I've already had an oil change like five times since I had my car. I'm I'm good. No, you never do. Neither do you for your house. You're always changing your your house filters or you should your air filters in your house and in your car. You you're vacuuming. Why do you vacuum your floor? You just vacuumed it last week. Oh, it's accumulated dust and dirt. Same thing with the body. So. Um, and I had someone ask me, and I know I'm behind with so much that I want to write about, in addition to to speaking about it, because it'll be helpful just as a reference. And I'm gonna try to do a better job of just documenting this process as I'm going through it, versus going through it and trying to go back and kind of remember what was going on. But you know, the stage that I'm in now. It's it's a beautiful thing because I get better. Whereas some people look at it like, why are you intentionally making yourself sick? Well, first of all, if what you call is sick is happening to me, I'm already that way. It just it's just coming out. That's all. Um, and this is why I've backed off with my fitness just a little bit, just a little bit, because Looking good is cool, and I like to look good, all right? I like to be toned, fit, you know? I love all of that. But at the end of the day, the condition of my insides are more important than what I look like on the outside. And so because the detox process takes a lot of energy, I want to be wise about how I use my energy. So right now, me going to the gym and trying to, you know, Lift heavy weights is not that important to me. It's not priority for me right now. You know, I'll do some, you know, light things. And this past week, I really didn't do anything because my body, I could, and this is part of, of awareness. You got to know, you got to listen to your body. That rules over everything. All right. When body says no, no, even, and I'm usually up early. All of this past week, I've been sleeping really late. I mean, like eight o'clock. Some mornings it was 8 30 or so, but I listened and my body needed to rest. I knew what was going on in the inside. I had to chill like all that other stuff that I push. That's cool and dandy, but at the end of the day, when I self-check with me, I got to listen. And so that's what this process is. How long does, how long do you detox for life? For life. Like you'll be able to see, like I already know, you know, even with my nails. I did a um hair mineral analysis, just curious, and I have a, a high amount of calcium. And that lets me know that I'm not absorbing my calcium. So it's little things that you can do when I when I do the eyes and I check my eyes and I'm looking at my nails. Like these are signs of the condition of the body. And this will let you know whether your body is in balance like it should. And most illnesses, most ailments that people have, have everything to do with nutrient deficiency, malabsorption. That's that's typically most issues. You know, even if you have parasites, they could be contributing to that. Or if you have gut issues that are causing a malabsorption or, you know, adrenal problems and thyroid problems whatever all pretty much stem back to the same thing so it's ongoing um for me I'm when I see stuff coming out of me like the end of December I did a another cleanse and um man I stirred up something then too I mean I was coughing up all types of crazy looking mucus but I got excited like because whoa it's out (laughs) it was in but now it's out and that's the way you have to look at this ideally what I'm really trying to test on myself so that I can help others is how you go through this process with the least amount of discomfort doesn't mean you're not going to have any discomfort but I would like to help people have the least amount of discomfort I don't think there's you know some type of you know uh honor or you know you are noble or something if you push your body to the limit to where you know it's just kicking you behind and i've done it i've done it i just don't think it's the best way to do it i don't and i think if you don't have to do it that way then you shouldn't so all of this is a learning process you know I learn a lot from others. I have learned a lot from others and I continue to learn a lot from others. But The two key pieces for me is self-study and self-experimentation. That's really, you know, that self-discovery part is what helps me to get a different perspective on what it is that I'm doing and what it is that I'm sharing. So I feel like I spent like, 30 minutes kind of rambling on. So I am um, I very rarely I don't well I don't not even very rarely I should say I don't go back and you know chop these up and edit them. I, I let them go. So hopefully, you know, when once I um <laughs> publish it, it actually makes sense. And I am feeling a lot better. Again, I know how to pull back. You know, I know how to slow the detox process down. You can always slow, it depends on what level you're doing it. You can always slow it down by, you know, I've been focusing on eating mainly fruit and mono meals. Where I've been dry fasting until um, afternoon. So dry fasting just means you have nothing. You know, I will stop eating 7 or so p.m. And then I'll dry fast until the next day. And, that, and this is not exact. You know, every day is different. But I'm giving a roundabout. I'll drop fast into the next day until about noon or one. And that means I don't have anything. I don't have anything to eat. I don't have anything to drink. And that's just allowing my body to do what it does. But that's, again, I've been doing this a long time. That's really next level, right? So not suggesting that's what you do or have to do. But that is kind of my process. So, but I know how to pull back at any time. If you are detoxing, whatever protocol that you're following, especially if you're eating raw foods, and if you're eating raw fruits, you can slow the process down by eating vegetables. Uh, If you want to slow it down even more, eat some steamed or cooked vegetables. Um, You know, even eating, I know we are anti-starch all the time, but that will slow it as well. Eating potatoes, that will slow it. So it just depends on what you're doing you do have some control of how fast your body is kind of working through. You can kind of pull back a little bit if you need to 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 so that it is bearable. You know what I mean? Um but again, there is a level of discomfort. It's different for different people. I think you have to use wisdom with everything because everybody's level of toxicity is different. I think you go into a whole, you know, other realm of detoxing and we start talking heavy metals because you want to be you really want to do that very wise and slowly not to overwhelm it's you know your organs especially this is why kind of strengthening your body first and foremost you really ain't got to get deep people talk about money but you don't have to have money to detox you know just start eating vegetables start eating fruits most people don't even do that if you are doing that, start eating it raw. You know, implementing that in by itself is going to start that process. Most people start thinking, oh, my God, but it's, I've been getting headaches. You know, I, I I feel woozy. And that's because that's your body detoxing. <laughs> and the same thing with hunger. People skip breakfast and think they have hunger pains. No, you're getting early detox signs. That's all that is. That stuff is trying to flush out. when. Digesting, digestion stops. Detox. Your body begins to cleanse. Automatic. And whether we know it or not, that's what our body does. I mean, we, we've put a name on it. Detox. But your body essentially does that. If it didn't, you'd be dead by now. Trust me. So, anyway. I, I hope that helped. I um, My goal is. I am almost. I had one little. Um, kind of coding issue with the site, but I got that resolved um, last night. So my goal is to finish. I know I've already said that like what a million times, but to get the site back up and start, you know, getting back with writing some posts, because I I know for me, um, sometimes blog posts are easier to follow or to reference. Than podcasts, especially since I don't do a transcript or anything with these. But that's just a little bit of what I have going on, and I'll I'll continue to update as I um, have a couple other. I'm kind of backing off on this cycle. This one is coming kind of to an end, and I'll give myself a rest probably for a week or so. I don't even know if it'll be that long, and then I'm going to um, kind of ante up again trying to focus on my adrenals and um, yeah. yeah so i'll I'll, I'll kind of keep an update on where I am and and how I'm progressing and the, the, the what I'm seeing happening to my body and how I'm feeling and that sort of thing but um <clears throat> overall I still feel good other than my voice a little cracky <laughs> but that's it good people that's all I got so uh, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Project Women Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.